Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Garrison Financial Friday, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, the sports, the sports animal. It's two things. I... I, I, I lump two things together good friday and garrison financial friday see what i did there Uh oh scotty there we go isn't it always a good friday when scott garrison's in the house i I would not i would not disagree with that sentiment (laughs) whatsoever so where were you last friday oh (laughs) i actually told Darren, i was like man you gotta let me know because i didn't have a meeting until thursday night i had a guy call me in oklahoma city and he wanted to get together and then I'm listening to the show on the way up there, and turns out Gimme Clark was on. I have to have somebody in here. Gimme Clark, even if it's Jimmy, I have and to I, have somebody in it, here. I I thought of that when I realized what that I was going to be gone on Friday, and I thought, man, I need to t- text Scott, and make sure he's there. And then I completely forgot this guy. Well, it's I didn't his forget. Show, it was all my it's his well, show. He was off doing other you know? more important things. My receiving God. awards getting out of oklahoma city before those fires yeah, started that was the most yeah, important thing we did was, all day without yeah. knowing i called you too like, we were like you, 20 minutes away from being stuck on the turnpike i was talking to a friend in edmond and she there the roads were closed she was going to get her son right in every direction she went they turned her around she just had to go home yeah when we got home Wyatt was at my mom's and she had the TV on, you know, of course it was like a weather event, you know, and I, I heard him say that the, the school buses had to turn around and go back to the schools because the roads were closed. Man, I'm, can you imagine I'm like, oh being my a gosh. kid, getting ready to go home? And then they're like, "Yeah, you're going back to school." I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like telling a guy a prisoner that he's getting early release, and then being like, "Nah." Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. We uh, we we stamped parole. We meant not paroled. Oops. Oh man. It is a Garrison Financial Friday. Scott is in the house. Uh, what's uh, what's going on? What, what do you, first off? Do you have uh, what are your what are your plans for the Easter weekend? Plans for the Easter weekend. Well, actually. I haven't told my wife yet. Uh oh, we we are hosting Easter dinner. Sweet at my house. Yeah, so got got to put a ham on the smoker and and might have a few other meats to surprise the family with, you know. And and uh, but Sam had hip surgery, like a lot of these kids, which uh-huh. I'm that's coming up next on my because I'm doing the research right now. Okay, so that'll be that'll be one of the upcoming topics. Um, but, uh, Sam had hip surgery. He's not really getting around that much yet. So I, I told my mom, I said, Hey, you know, so that he just has to hobble his crutches to the kitchen instead of getting him out of the house. We'll do it at our house. So, and then, you know, I mean, I'm, 
I might find time for some golf. Yeah, just if there's time. Yeah, there might be, and it. Uh, <clears throat> It's going to be a little busy, I think, wherever you go this weekend. I was just gorgeous. I I did today's weather, which crept into tomorrow's weather, and then I was looking at Sunday's weather. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So what you got on the plate for today? What do I have on the plate for today? Which I didn't get to listen yesterday. What probably everybody's talking about. Hey, Oklahoma State, you better start spending some money. Oh yeah, that came yeah. that came wow. out after we got off the air. Hey, Oklahoma State, you better start spending just over what sixty percent. They spent sixty percent of what they spent in two thousand eighteen. What do you know that went down in the last five years in costs? I mean, and they said that in the article in the Oklahoman, it said that. Uh, they rank in, they've ranked in the top 15 winningest programs in the country for the last five years. Well, I got bad news for you. The recruits from 18 are gone. So that's that's the interesting question about all of this to me. They're, they're last in the Power Five recruiting, r- recruiting budget. Yet, the results on the field do not reflect that sentiment and in and, and, and it's always anytime recruiting comes around you start looking and you go my gosh they're around 35 to That's 60 say, they're, they're usually in the middle of the pack somewhere as far in as there recruiting a bunch goes. of three and two star guys yeah. and then next thing you know they're the second winningest program over the last decade in the big 12 just behind oklahoma so i, I guess my question would be well, now, now that was what I was. That's kind of what I was pointing out, though. They spent over seven hundred thousand in two thousand eighteen, and now, and now they spent four hundred and sixty thousand. That's not. Is it a product? Of, Why of, is well, the question? Yeah, that is well, that is the question. I'm going to throw theories out. Is it because of that <clears throat> success that they've had? Uh, in you know, a lot of this starts with head coach Mike Gundy because he's kind of stubborn with this stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is that news? <laughs> and is it a product of, well, look, we don't need to spend a bunch of money on recruiting because we're still finding guys and we're still winning. But now it's starting to catch up with them. Or That would be that's, – that's my question. Is, is, the, is this something from up top, which I don't believe for a second it is, like not letting him have the money? Well, I don't think that's I, true. I think Holder's no, made it clear. I don't clear. think that's it. I don't think that's it at all. So now it's him not either wanting to do the work or – or, or, now, that was obviously Mike Holder's opinion from a couple of years back when he said he didn't work hard enough right. in recruiting. Or is it that Mike Gundy has identified a certain type of guy that he knows he can have success with and doesn't care what the rankings are for the recruiting because the rankings of what his team is producing are so much higher than what those two things – you know what I'm saying? You know what? Course, I might would have agreed with that. But now with the transfer portal, I mean, he's losing He's losing those guys. They are developing those guys. They're doing an unbelievable job of player development. Nobody's ever argued that Oklahoma State doesn't develop their players. They do. But now when they're developing those players, they're going to Ohio State to play corner at Ohio State and LSU jump up draft boards mm-hmm. and LSU and things like that. And yeah. Well, and he, and here's another thing that at least from last season was blatantly obvious from the lack of recruiting success standpoint. That offensive line was so thin. Yeah. So thin that when injuries started to pile up, it was Katie bar the door back to whoever was back there. And I think, you know, it's it, and it's it was an amazing season for them last year because it's hard to remember with the way the thing finished, that they were up 17 right before halftime against TCU, undefeated, like number six in the country, that's halfway true. through the you know what I'm saying? That's very but true. But that's when the injuries started, not only to Sanders, but yeah. then to the offensive line, yeah. and everything just dove off a cliff because there wasn't any depth behind those guys, and that clearly comes from a lack of success in recruiting the high school guys. That's Yeah, that's a very good point. Did you look at the list? 
Yeah, got it right. I've got it up right now. Yeah, tell t- tell the listeners what Georgia spent last year. Four point five million dollars. Ten times. Ten times what Oklahoma State spent. Okay, so th- I heard the I heard the guys talking about this yesterday. I think that 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 is a concern. If you're, but what's more concerning to if I was an OSU fan. Texas Tech spent twice as much as I did. Exactly. Kansas spent four hundred grand more than I did. Iowa State, who is next to last by, but it's a huge margin in the yeah. Big Twelve. They they spent over eight hundred and four, almost eight hundred and five. Yeah. Versus four fifty six. And those and all three of those teams are going after the exact same player that. There's a lot of competition there. Going after. Yeah, West Virginia. Even though geographically it's a little bit different, Texas Tech. Yeah. You know, those guys are inching up toward that million-dollar mark. I mean, that's that's the schools that – and I think this this makes sense. Is Cincinnati on there? No, because it was just the Power that's Five. That's what I, I thought. Yeah, I was wondering. It was just I the was Power wondering. Five. So, you know, you have Cincinnati, you got UCF, BYU. You know, BYU's private, so they're not going to have to disclose. Well, besides that, they don't have to recruit. They they have 38-year-old <laughs> offensive linemen. Yeah, they can, they, 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 they've got a profile of a guy that they're looking for. I guess, but yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding in a lot of this. BYU when you, just tells their thirty-year-old uh, right tackle that they'll house his wife and eight kids. There you go, <laughs> both wives, three wives. Okay, you said it. I was, <laughs> I was on the tip. Sorry, going to go there. But. <laughs> Multiple houses. You, you know the one that that kind of raised an eyebrow to me. And maybe just th- this just speaks to the amount of talent that's around them. But Ohio State, just in the Big Ten, is fifth. Wow. At only $1.29 million. Wow. So, see, that's the other thing that I want to know. Like, okay, that's the budget in quotation marks. What kind of private money is going into into all this stuff. See, that's I would like to know, you know what that's this, not in, included in this at all. What are these line items? What what yeah. what is what is two point six million from Oklahoma? What is that doing? Yeah, where is you know is it renting plane time? You know, to buzz around mm-hmm. here and there. I'm sure it pays for on-campus events, the barbecue, and all that kind of stuff. I bet, that they Toby, have. I bet Toby Keith's plane was loaned out well, that's, for free once or twice. Yeah, and and you know, does does OSU have a great deal with Hideaway and Eskimo Joe's to where they're not actually paying? You know what I'm saying? Mean, we never know exactly what yeah. goes into a lot of this, or do they have somebody that literally does loan them the plane for nothing? Very well. I mean. We don't yeah. we don't know what this encompasses, but it is. I know, I do know this. It's not a good look. No, no matter how you try no, to spin it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> now I'll play devil's advocate here. Could it? Could one say it's not a good look for OU when you go six and seven and you've got a recruiting budget like that? I would be a lot more concerned if I was Texas. Spending, <laughs> I mean, at least OU has the skins on the walls <clears throat> from a conference standpoint. <clears throat> but sure, I mean, I. I think you this can go up. And, this guy's starting to sound like all of those Texas fans. Oh, you guys are six and seven. I mean, we we had a little occurrence before last understood, season. Understood. I know. I'm I'm going we down that hole there, but man. I'm Come I'm on. just I'm just My saying if, if if have another six and seven year, you're not going to uh, go six and seven. My point is My spending gosh. all that money and that that gets me up in arms in October when they've lost their third or fourth game, and I'm going. You spend all that money on recruiting for this? See, I go the other way. I say, why aren't you spending more to get better players? True. Yeah, Very I mean, true. if yes. we can't if we can't yeah. win the Great American Conference or whatever <laughs> conference it is that we, the Great know, American Big we can call conference. it the Big Twelve, but <laughs> to to your point, Scott, I'm looking I'm looking down through this list and I see one, and I think to myself, man, if this is what they reported, how much do they really spend? Yeah, A and M, two point nine eight million dollars yeah. reported. Yeah. Whoa. That's a lot of money. That class, <laughs> that 2022 class, cost a lot. Yeah. yeah I, to I finish really... in the middle of the pack. No, no. There's the one that was number. Yeah. Yeah. To finish. <laughs> under, yeah. I mean, that's. But that's the thing. Would you rather have the? Would you rather have the championship in December and February, or would you rather be 
Oklahoma State success most years on the field versus I mean those are two really good that's a really good example and even Texas can be thrown in here too because they're in the same conference would you rather be Texas and A&M spending all this money for these results or would you rather be OSU spending this money for these results well obviously it's pretty obvious but how long can that last exactly and that's the thing that's what I'm saying there they're trying to – the article, in my opinion, tried to sway it as look at the value that we're getting for what we're spending. That's not what they were spending when they got the players that made them a top 15 winning right. program. I dare say in 2018, $750,000 was a pretty good budget for recruiting. Mm-hmm. I, it, probably a top 25 budget for recruiting, I instead would imagine. Of dead last. Instead of dead last. So, yeah, that's where I'm going with it. That's where I'm going. The cool, the, the the problem with all of this is we don't know the answer until later on. Yep. We'll, we'll, we can go back to this four years from now and go. We tried to tell you. We tried to warn you. Or I, I think you're going to see. I think or you're golly, see the golly, answer this did. year. I mean, if 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 Oklahoma State has no depth yet again this year, if Oklahoma State loses five games in this conference that's not red flags guys that's sound the alarm change up what you're doing yeah death con five we got a big well, problem may- maybe osu's not spending money on recruiting because they're saving it for a certain buyout oh mm. wild theory where are they going i think he's to buy out a contract getting rid of, getting rid of oh <laughs> I don't. They're not going to get rid of Gundy unless he's, unless he wants to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I know. understand. Yeah. I don't know. It's now, but that's the thing, though. I don't. It's not th- when you say they are saving money. You mean like the the higher ups? They're not I, the it, ones it, it that's was, the problem. I don't think. No, I don't. I think, think it's so. the fact that it is he Gundy. is not it's, spending it. Yeah, everybody knows so that Gundy's there, in charge of the program. He just doesn't want to. Yes, that's that's what right, I'm saying. Right. I I think anything he would ask for, as far as this budget goes. He would get. He would get. Yes. And I just don't think he's he's either not asking for it or is getting it and not using it. Yeah. One of the two. Well, there's more red flags in that scenario too. I mean, but if, it's, it ha- if it's there to, for his disposal and he's like, I don't need it. Well. Well, Mike, you need it. <laughs> you need to use it. <laughs> in his defense, he can point to the results that's on the else, field that's kind of and go, you know what? Yeah. I don't need it. Watch yeah. this. Yeah. And yeah. there's and listen, we all know there's two things that Mike Gundy is. One is stubborn, and two, I think he may be just a wee bit arrogant. What? And, and so in order, but but what? he's but right now, take last year out of it, but right now he has the upper hand in this discussion yeah, because he can go, my way's working, and it has for 20 years now, better than anybody else here. The what's question his, is. What's his record against Texas for the last? It's very, very good. Years? What, very nine good. and three yeah. or eight and four, something yeah. like that? I mean, he he has the he has the talking stick, as it were, right now. That's true. It just depends on with this new wave have, of what college football is. Do we have any Oklahoma is. State fans texting in and and giving us an opinion on this? Most of them would agree with us. Yeah, that's probably why they're not texting. Some of them are fed up with him, which to me, I, I get, I get, but I would also <clears throat> caution. Yeah. What's that's, next? I, I, yeah. Can you yeah. last year when people were saying get rid of him, get rid of him? Hey guys, uh, who are you gonna get? You are Oklahoma State. Well, and they and they might get somebody this spectacular. You know what? He won't stay long. If Oklahoma State gets another coach, if they fire Gundy and they get another coach that is just spectacular out of this world, he will not stay long. In this current climate, I agree because the conference has been diminished to the point that in what it is cli- in what climate would you not agree i think if you're in the big 12 with ou in texas and winning it you're you're able to stay put more oh come on now you're not believing that you're not believe- you're a guy with z- if a if a guy came into oklahoma state with zero ties to the school well that's uh, and starts winning when michigan or ohio state or or even miami comes calling they're gone. The assistants have been. They're gone. You can't, you yeah, can't the say they haven't. Have the been. assistants have been, uh, and that's been <clears throat> probably another problem, honestly. And if they've had great success when they've gone too. That's right. All right, what's so. going on uh, right here? Button up against tax day. What are we 
two weeks yeah, away. Yeah, we're getting close, but it's not too late. We can do a lot of things. We can we can make a lot of uh, make a lot of contributions to qualified plans to save you some money on taxes. We can and and we do have a little time. I mean, if if you're like some people, i.e., me, <laughs> who whose tax day is never until October. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I'm the guy that when Skinny was doing taxes, he was just like, oh god. When's Scott gonna find somebody else? <laughs> now, now you're you're one of the better ones because it was like, okay, what is what is today? Uh, it's March nineteenth. Okay, who can we for sure file extensions on? Scott, we <laughs> the, the ones that you're not sure, the ones that you're not totally for sure are the ones that it's like, oh gosh, are they coming? Are they not? I gotcha. Should we wait? Should we not? I gotcha. All right. So, as but time- yeah, it's time to it's time to start making some plans. Yeah. It's time to start making some plans and get some things in places because because your options are limited after the fifteenth of April. They are limited greatly. Does that actually extend to what the eighteenth, that Tuesday, when the filing day really is? So that so any of that it it coincides Mm -hmm. with the filing day, which I think is the eighteenth this year, uh, because fifteenth falls on a Saturday, and then there's always that national holiday on Monday afterwards, and then bam, there we go. But let's not forget that I'm not the one approving the account to be open either. So don't come in on the fifteenth and think that it's going to get done. Right. Yeah. Come now. That's yeah. what we're trying to so, tell hey, you. So, hey, before I head out, who's who's your g- – give me your, your top pick and your dark horse. Okay, so before the tournament, I had Justin Thomas, number one, Spieth, number two, Rory, number three, and Jason Day as my dark horse. By the way, if you look at the uh, a little update on the leaderboard, Brooks Kepka has made a birdie early. He is lone first at eight under. Jason Day, two under today, seven under total. So he's tied for second uh, right now. So that's looking pretty good. After watching yesterday, I think there's one guy that looks ready to absolutely dominate. John Rahm. He looks incredible. I mean, that he looks incredible. He literally spotted everybody two shots by jacking around and four putting the first hole. And then he goes, and, and kudos to him because I think there was a point in his life and his career where that would have cratered he, him. He would have folded. He would have yeah. cratered him. Instead, he birdies two, birdies three, plays the last 17 and nine under par. Yeah. Man, the one thing that can get him, though, is it looks like he got the bad end of the draw. These guys that played yesterday afternoon and this morning that are already out there, that weather stuff – isn't it's going to affect them because yeah. they're going to have two rounds in in phenomenal conditions. So, you know, a Kepka, Jason Day, uh, Hovland and Rom will tee off later today. You know, can some of these guys on the course now sort of separate themselves you know, you once know the funny? weather changes? You know what's funny to me? Because I talked to Sean Cowan and Corey Smith yesterday. Yeah. You know, we hey, great golfers, you know. Not one of us picked – that guy right there at the top of your list, Jared. Not one guy picked Scotty Scheffler. And and it's got to just be because, well, he's going for two in a row. That's why I didn't pick him. That's exactly why. But it's only happened three times in the, the history ball, of the tournament. He's hitting the ball fantastic. He's hanging in there. You know, uh, you better I, I watch w- out. I don't know if you listen. I went with them not not just because I want to see history, but because of how he's played leading up to this. Yeah. There he's was two really well. There were two guys yesterday, if you look at the, sto- the, the strokes gained, like, for the day, there were two guys that dominated, and it was Rom, who was like eight point one, which is an unheard of number. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And it was Scheffler hitting it, but Scheffler lost over two shots on the greens. He wasn't scoring. He was, he, you know, and, and already today he's made a bogey coming out uh, on the first hole. But it, it was it had to do completely with the back to back thing for me. Yeah, because it just Tiger Jack and Nick Faldo. That's the only guys that have ever done it. Yeah, and it hasn't you know so. But yep. uh, would it shock anybody if Scotty Scheffler wins? I can't imagine. No. no. I can't imagine. Is there somebody that you want to win? That I like want it, to like win? If, you, if I could say, okay, Scott, you picked the winner. And by the way, Kepka just eagled eight. So now he's got Good a three-shot lead at 10 under. Well, if there's somebody I didn't want to win. Him. <laughs> oh, his little, like we talked about before, maybe his little bikini model 
wife will be happy. Do you see her rolling a putt in a par three the other day? I did not. She made about a 15-footer. What was she wearing? She had the jumpsuit on, but there wasn't much underneath, I bet you anything. (laughs) I wasn't watching the putt. Everybody was hoping she could jump in the water in that white jumpsuit, if you know what I mean. (laughs) No, man, hey, and if you'd asked me when when his career began, I would have said, no way. I'm cheering for Rory. He has made me a fan. The way that he has handled himself in the last five years of golf, he's just he's just a class act, you know? And I don't know why I didn't really care for him when he got started, but I didn't really care for him when he got started. But I'm pretty impressed with him. I'm he, as impressed with him as I am with Jared wearing Pittsburgh Steelers shoes <laughs> in the studio. If that's he what is, you want to call him. He has really taken on the – the ambassador of the PGA role, the leader of – I mean, he sees that, you know, Tiger's not out there, right? I mean, it can't right. be him right now, and it can't be him ever again, really. Mm-hmm. And so that void is open, and he has taken it upon himself to to kind of fill that void and be that guy. And that, yeah. I, I think that's endeared him to a lot of people that don't necessarily enjoy the live part of what's going on. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see, because usually when it comes down to Sunday at the Masters, Rory doesn't. <laughs> Unless he's way off the lead, then he fires like last That's year. True. He That's went in true. like eight behind, and he shot eight under. Yeah, and you're like, where was that? Where was that day one? So yeah. I'll, I'll call it right now. Kupka's going to win. He's going to win. He looks like a machine, like he did a couple years well, ago. And, and when he and when he is playing like that, he doesn't fall apart. It seems like when he starts playing like that, he just keeps rolling. It just has he ever folded? A little bit to fill, yeah. At the PGA yeah. at Kiowa, but I don't know how much that was him folding or just Phil, Phil taking just, it from him. Yeah. But the the one thing that he can do, and I think we saw it at that tournament, he thinks the crowd is for him. <laughs> he learned that day the crowd wasn't, and I think it bothered him. It I really do think like it it threw him off just enough for Phil to be able to yeah to to pass it. Well, up. I but, think he embraces now that he's the bad guy. I think he might be I like he's he the heel. Embraces that he's the bad guy at golf. <laughs> That's exactly it, you know it. It never made sense for for Hollywood Hogan not to be Hulk Hogan, and you could tell he was uncomfortable being the bad guy. <laughs> Brooks Kepka is not that way. No, he's he's doing that and meaning it. Yeah, I want to hear from the crowd. All right, All Scott, right, man, have a great hey. Easter weekend. Thanks for joining us here yep. this morning. We will step aside when we come back. The Oklahoma City Thunder, almost there. We'll tell you what needs to happen, what could happen. Leaderboard update at the Masters. We'll talk first-round Masters, look ahead to today and also through the weekend, and ask Jared what he's got going on for Easter weekend as well. Skinny on Sports on a good Friday right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Yeah! Coming out, yeah! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports on this Garrison Financial Good Friday right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Scott was just in here with us at Garrison Financial, 124 North Main Street here in Elk City, it's right there on the corner of 3rd and Main. His uh, email address, scott at soonerwealth.com, if you want to get involved. Uh, he does everything. Full financial planning. He will shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and your investments. And as he was talking about, man, tax day is just around the corner. And there's still chances uh, to be able to keep some of your money away from you know the man. <laughs> keep your in, keep in, in your pocket. Keep in your pocket in your investments. Uh, and there's still a chance to do that. It doesn't stop at 
the first of the year. You have all the way till tax day, but the faster you can take care of that, the better because it does take some time to process all that stuff. So go visit him, 124 North Main. Shoot him an email, scott at SoonerWealth.com. Jared Atha, how are you today? I'm good. Do you have any interest in going out uh, Saturday night? You know what's going on? This Saturday? Uh, I think the races have returned. It is. It's another great race at the awesome Elk City Motorsports Park. USRA Modifieds, Limited Modifieds, 3 8 mile semi-banked dirt track that's built for speed. One mile south of Hutches on Merritt Road, then you turn back a quarter west. Concessions available, fun for the whole family. Races start at 7, gates open at 5 this Saturday night. Find out more at Elk City Motorspark, Motorsports Park on Facebook. Don't miss the races this Saturday, April 8th. What do you got planned? Uh, nah, let's get there. We'll get there at the end. Okay. Thunder last night. Must win situation. Big win. For the first time in, eh, maybe, I don't, I don't remember them necessarily having a must win situation in the COVID year outside, I guess game seven. That's the last must win when they played the Rockets in the in in the bubble playoff series. The last time there was a must win playoff uh, or must win game for the Thunder. But OKC gets the job done. Listen, they didn't play great by any stretch of the imagination. Only shot forty percent. But here's the things they did do. They uh, ten more offensive rebounds and seven less turnovers meant. They got off a whole bunch more shots than what the Jazz were able to get off. They shot 10 more free throws getting to the free throw line, which they've been great at all year long. And they made 10 more threes than Utah in a 114-98 win over the Jazz. So not pretty, not fantastic, but it was a game that they absolutely had to win. And by golly, that young team went on their own and got it done. Yeah, and you're right, didn't play great. Utah kept it closed for a little bit. It was some time in the second half where they go like on a 19-2 run. And um, that kind of told me, you know, was that it's those little things you look for as far as uh, maturing and, and, you know, understanding a situation. And this team understood this was a must-win game, tough environment at Utah. It's never easy to play there. And, and to do that in that second half and ultimately pull away, uh, with the uh, 114.98 win, that was encouraging, very encouraging. And um, now, you know, just got to see where, where the uh, the chips lie and, and take care of business on Sunday. So here is what is happening. Oklahoma City still, I mean, they control their own destiny in all of this. But with last night's win, they can get into the play-in and be the 10 seed one of three different ways. Or three different three different results of games can 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 do it. One, beat Memphis Sunday. If they beat Memphis Sunday, it does not matter what Dallas does. Oklahoma City is the ten seed in the play-in. They're in. The other two things that can happen is Dallas lose one of their last two. They play Chicago and they play San Antonio. Both those games in Dallas. So anything, any of those things happening. And the Thunder are the 10 seed. I already got a little conspiracy theory on the text line that uh, the refs will, the, the NBA would rather have Luka and Kyrie oh, than the Young Thunder. You're so watch that out. Talk, yeah. <laughs> and, and Dallas plays tonight, right? They yes. play Chicago tonight. Yeah, and all the pressure is on them. Now, after last night's win, they know they have to win, which. So if they lose, it's over. We can celebrate early. That's correct. Okay. If, they, if, if Dallas loses tonight to Chicago. The Thunder are the 10 seed in the play-in. And that's and here's the deal. That's where they're going to be. They can't get up to nine. Right. They're, it's either 10 or bust at this point. So, yeah, any any of those things ha- any of those three things happen. Dallas lose one of the last two. Oklahoma City win on Sunday. Bamo, the Thunder are in the play-in. Do you realize how that works? The play-in? Yeah. I've never I, really I paid never, enough attention to either. it. Me neither. I've... Now, how I assume. Now, I'm going to give you my assumption. You tell me how it actually works. Okay. Seven versus ten. It's what I would have thought. One game gets in. Nope. No. And then that, and then the lower seed will take on the one seed. Nope. That's not it. How's it work? Tell me how it works. That's what I would assume. Seven, ten, eight, nine. But that's, and and this does make sense when I thought about it. So the seven hosts the eight. Okay. 
because historically both of those teams were playoff teams before they made this tournament. Right. You went through one through eight, yeah. That's right. So seven hosts eight. The winner of that is the seventh seed. Oh, they're playing for the seventh they're seed. They're playing for the seventh. Yes. And, okay. So, you know, when you when you kind of take a step back, and you, that makes perfect sense, that one of those two, they, they give those two the first shot at being in the in the, so, in the playoffs. And it's just a one and done. It's not best of three No, or no, no. It's like one that. game. One it's game. one game. And those, so right now, with the way the standings are, Next Tuesday, the 11th, April the 11th, the East and the West, seven versus eight, will play. So if it if it, the, the season was stopped right now, those games will be Atlanta at Miami on the in the East, New Orleans at the Lakers in the West. Winners in the playoff. Seventh seed, playing Memphis. Now, so then the next night on Wednesday, the 12th, next Wednesday, the 10 seed goes to the 9 seed. The loser is out. Okay? Loser, see you bye. Bye. So then what happens is whoever loses the eight, the 7-8 the game, the first game, hosts the winner of the 9-10 game. So let's say let's say the Lakers beat New Orleans and, they're the, and the Lakers are the 7th seed. Then Oklahoma City would go to Minnesota the next night. The winner of that game would play New Orleans at New Orleans for the eight seed. Huh. So the 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 nine and ten have to win two games, and they have to win. Well, the ten seed has to win two games on the road. So this so if that's the importance of getting seven eight because you can suffer a loss and that's still exactly right that's and host and host. So theoretically, very, very interesting. So the Lakers. As the seventh seed, they yeah it gives you a mulligan for the seven eight and the Lakers would host both of those games if they had to play them both. If they lose to New Orleans, New Orleans is in the playoff, but then they would host whoever wins, and that would be next Friday, a week from today, is when those games will be played. So it makes it, it, it makes sense. It just seems like a lot. If as you could just keep it as simple as possible, just play one game between the four team or two games between the four teams and give them the seeds, but. But it still it still gives those it higher adds, finishes yeah. it, a bigger advantage. And it does add drama and another opportunity to sell merch. Oh, how <laughs> cool! I mean, think how cool would it be if next Friday night Oklahoma City is at LA with a chance to knock LeBron and Anthony Davis out of the playoffs? Yeah, you can rile up your conspiracy theories then. But yes, <laughs> that would be very cool. That would be very cool. Yeah, if you're a Thunder fan, you're probably hoping to go to New Orleans if you beat Minnesota that way. Some of that stuff would be taken off the table. Is mm-hmm. that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, you know, less travel, less lesser of an opponent, you think, but lesser of a conspiracy, lesser, lesser of, of yeah, I mean, lesser lesser not, of the the hand on yeah. the scale. Yeah, Zion still hurt. Or Zion, he, uh, he there back? was an update about Zion that uh, he is not here. It is right. Well, where was it? Dang, I just saw it. They could be in trouble if he's not. He's definitely not. I don't not playing. I don't think it looks good for Zion. Mm-hmm. God, I just saw that. Well. Uh, I like it. I didn't know that's how it worked because honestly, didn't pay attention to it because Thunder was never in the discussion when the playoff when the play-in was created. But now we can pay attention to it. Definitely going to have my eye on the game tonight, Dallas and Chicago. Go Bulls! Uh, here it is. After further evaluation, it's been determined Zion will continue his rehab and conditioning regimen. Continue to monitor his progression and updates will be provided as warranted. So, still up in the air on uh, as to the availability of zion williams i know we don't have we got a lot to talk about but his career just reminds me of odin yeah it's just it's just been unfortunate injury injury, injury and it's is it ever going to take off because here's the thing it when when he got hurt the pelicans were 23 and 14 third place in the west just a game behind denver for first wow january the second oh wow they were right there at the top of the West, and now here they are oh, in the play-in. That is an incredible drop in what I would say a short amount of time. Yeah, it's rough. Wow. He's played in 20 – here's – here's just to give you an idea of how good he was. He played in 29 games, averaged 26 and 7, and shot 61% from the field. A guy like that comes in pretty handy in your old <laughs> – in your old lineup, being able to put up those numbers, so – uh, but that's how that works. So the Thunder either win 
on Sunday or one Dallas loss and Oklahoma City is in the play-in tournament. So, good stuff from the Thunder Masters. What do you think of uh, round one? Uh, maybe about as expected. Um, you know, you had your great performances. You mentioned Kupka, who's still on a tear right now as we speak. Uh, Victor Hovland looked really good. I'm anxious to see how he looks today. Can he keep that pace going? Because he could be one of the favorites going into the weekend. You know, then we're about to talk about it, but disappointments. Uh, Rory, I think, was a disappointment for me. Um, I don't know if I want to label a disappointment on Tiger because, come on. I mean, his age, his his physical attributes aren't as what they were. We could break that down later. And then, you know, for our, our picks, you know, Tom Kim, I sure shot, what was he after day one? Right he now, shot two under. Two under, he's even today. Uh, seeing if he can gain ground because he was one of my dark horse favorites. So there's a lot to unravel after day one. And I guess uh, really pleased for me, the weather was great. Watching early today, the weather looked really good. And, I mean, I was constantly refreshing my weather app this morning while I was drinking my coffee, thinking could the golf gods give us another good day, at least through these first two rounds. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not sure exactly what time. I think you've been more tuned to like mid-afternoon, late afternoon. Yeah, they they moved up the tee times today 30 minutes Yeah, yeah to, try to, to try to get everybody, try to get as many yeah. people through round two as, as, as possible. Looked like the chance of storms was kind of three-ish, four-ish uh, there. And I think the hope was that it was going to be one of those things that kind of moved through. And One so hope southern and, storms and get just, back. Yeah, if you have, if you, if it does happen and you have to stop, it won't be so so major that the round is over. So if we can start thirty minutes earlier, gives us a chance to get that you know a couple more holes in for those afternoon guys. If they have to pause, they still will have enough daylight to come back after it blows through to be able to finish round two. That way, everybody starts on equal footing come tomorrow. Let me see. According to weather.com, the chances of rain – quit jumping around on me – really ramps up at right about 2 p.m. over there in Augusta, 42%, yeah. and then an hour later, 86%. Yeah, 3 o'clock their time was really that target yeah. time. 4 p.m., 100%. Yeah, so may, you know if, it, if it's an hour worth – then hopefully it, you know, that was the hope by moving up the times. There's nothing less than fifty percent until ten p.m. And if it, and the thing about we know this here, if that storms, well, you that doesn't mean that storm's going to happen on your area, right? Yeah, right. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, but there's the concern, you know, they got to be safe. Lightning, oh and all for that sure, stuff, you know. So even though it's not raining on you. And it's too, I mean, they say lightning can travel quite a ways. If it's a few miles away, they, they still could suspend it to lightning. <coughs> but again, praying to the golf gods that they say, you know what, let's just hold off. Yeah, because you don't even, you, you don't care if it rains overnight. Whatever. Oh, It'll yeah. change the conditions, but it won't slow. It, but yeah, let's wait until sundown and then it will rain. The good part of it being storms is they'll move through faster. The bad part of being storms is lightning is always a part of those Mm -hmm. and so that that forces the delays we'll see what happens but at least you know they're obviously being proactive trying to make that uh, that happen for as many players as possible um but what we i I think what we saw yesterday and what we're going to see today totally flips on its head come come tomorrow and into sunday and, and maybe even unfortunately monday if that's the way it has to happen because you're going to see the wind switch out of the out of the north, which means par fives into the wind at 15 and 13. Colder, I think the high is like 50 something tomorrow down there, like low 50s. So it's going to be a totally different game. Why don't you just move to Elk City Golf and Country Club? We're going it's to have going to be beautiful weather here. tomorrow. Yeah, oh, would you love to see? <laughs> love to see that. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, but anyhow, dream. it's and so because of that, I think there's a chance that this leaderboard. It's not going to completely flip over because there's guys that are just playing too well, but I think the possibility exists for some guys that are up there right now not to be up there come Sunday. 
and a big part of that's going to be the conditions. These guys that are playing, that played yesterday afternoon and playing this morning, I think are going to have the. I think they're going to have a major advantage by the time this is done, because if the timelines are right, they're not going to have to put up with any of that weather stuff. It, what is it? it's ten forty five right now? Kepka's playing number ten. He'd be done. He's going to get done. He's going to be finished by the time. And so, I mean, if you're looking at like guys like Hovland and Rom, Cam Young, they're going to get the bulk of the issues weather-wise this afternoon. And then, man, coming back tomorrow, if you have nine holes to finish, you know, you, you leave you leave the golf course and it's 80. You come back in the morning and it's yeah. 40. That's a huge disadvantage for those guys. It, I think it'll reflect on the leaderboard once we get to, especially through the round on Saturday. Let me ask you this. This is a bold question. Maybe a little crazy. Could the winner, think about it, the winner of this thing be decided today? 100%. Because of the conditions you've talked about for the next two days, whoever, if if Kupka can continue this tear, maybe get a couple more birdies. If he shoots three under again on the back, so he shot three under on the front, he's 10 under total, three clear of everybody. Jason Day is the only guy at seven that's out there because he's playing. And, of course, as we mentioned, Hovland and Rom are waiting. They don't tee off till after till right around noon our time. Mm-hmm. If Kepka can shoot three under on the back nine, have a six-shot lead over Hovland and Rom, and it, it'll depend on what Jason Day does also out there. But think of that. And he's sitting in the, in the house, and he's not going to have to deal with any of those issues? Yeah, it could. He could run away and hide. And here's the problem for guys that will be chasing him. It's Brooks Kepka. It's not some dude that you're expecting to fold, right? Yeah. You know, there's certain different guys that that matters who's at the top of that board. Brooks Kepka is not one of those guys that you want to be six shots behind with two rounds to play when he's got the advantage when it comes to what the weather conditions are going to be. No, no, he that that's not good news for the field. What he's doing right now, because as we were talking with Scott, we really haven't seen him spit it up at a at a major. He's one of those guys that's hard to track down because he doesn't make the mistakes that some other guys might. So absolutely, and I promise you, that's what he's sitting there thinking. Because that, all these guys know what's supposed to be coming weather wise. And he's mm-hmm. thinking right, th- you know, right now at through nine holes, three shot lead, playing well again. Obviously at three under, man, if I can shoot three or four under here, post thirteen or fourteen, hello, maybe yeah, start maybe maybe shoot a text to Fred Ridley at the club there and say, here's my jacket size, bro, <laughs> because I'm in great shape to win this. So I, I think that's a great observation. I think you're right. Um, that could happen. So really. Pay attention today. Really watch today. To him. Because it, almost just to him. Just to Kupka. Yeah. Just, really? Yeah. I mean, almost just to him in, in what's going on. <laughs> now, now this, and let me follow up with this question. Does that put an asterisk on this thing? No. Do people say, man, if this was perfect weather, Hovland's winning this thing. That's or, golf. Or so-and-so. Or- that's golf. It, it, it happens more than – it just, it just that's just the way it is. Yeah. It's too bad. It, I mean – there's been times where guys got the bad end of the draw, and you look up and you're like, and, and you do think that, golly. I mean, I, I remember one, uh, maybe the first U.S. No, when the first one is the second U.S. Open at uh, Bethpage Black in New York City. Mm-hmm. The one side had the great end of the draw, and then when you looked up, like Tiger was the only one on the bad side of it that was in the top twenty, and you thought, God, he played so much better than everybody else. But it did. But the you know the the weather part of it didn't allow him to win that's just yeah. the way it goes there's nothing you can do about it but it will be interesting to see if if anybody else has a chance we cannot leave this without talking about a couple of guys how about the amateur sam bennett yeah how about him usam champ texas a&m he's one under today five under total in a tie for fifth playing alongside the defending champion Roy, uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler and also uh, Sam Burns and just went toe-to-toe with those dudes and played fantastic golf. 
He did not look – the moment certainly didn't look too big for him. Man, he looked good. That, that was an awesome performance from Sam Bennett yesterday, and it's starting back with one under through two here today. So kudos to him. And, of course, we cannot fail to mention 1992 champion, 63-year-old Fred Couples, a one under par 71 in great shape to make the cut. Shot four, uh, he made four birdies, you know, shooting three under on the back nine. He bogeyed the last hole, missed a little shorty uh, to keep from shooting two under 70. Uh, but Fred Couples, one under, tied 27th right now. Top 50 in ties, make the cut. And right now that would be at plus one <clears throat> because plus two is tied 52nd. Depending on conditions, I think that could fall to plus two pretty easy uh, throughout the day. So somewhere in, somewhere in that range, uh, I think, is what you're going to see the cut at. And then, of course, Tiger. I think it's it, it's time, even on this golf course, I think it's time to just accept what the reality is. And the reality is it's going to be near impossible for Tiger Woods to compete for four days in a major because of the lack of practice time he has, the lack of uh, tournament reps that he gets now. It just ain't gonna happen. Yeah, he's in a he's in a darned if you do, darned if you don't situation because he needs those reps, but that can put such a strain on him physically that he, you know, <clears throat> question man, can I even go to Augusta and walk this thing for four straight days? You know, he's struggling just to do that without those tournaments before this. So, but you know, he loves this course and obviously loves the game. And at some point, I mean. He's always been credited with a guy that always wants to win, and he's going to go out there and compete. And he's even said, I'm not going to do this unless I think I can win. But I wonder if he's thinking in the back of his mind, I'm able to be here. I'm going to be here as long as I'm allowed to be here. Yeah, and he can be there forever because he's a champion. Exactly. I mean, at least at that golf course. Sure. The problem for him is it, it is the golf course that he could possibly compete on more than any, and it's also the hardest one for him to walk because of the undulation. Right. I mean, we mentioned how he looked fine coming off the first couple of holes when he went down on number four after the tee shot down to the green you could see like as soon as he got down to the bottom that's when that's when he just couldn't i, I, I had messed him up great concern was it on eight or nine or i'm sorry the back nine was it 17 or 18 where he had to put a foot in the bunker to hit that, it was 18. that, that hook shot it was 18 i had concern for him just doing that physically with how he had to kind of angle his body and how how is how is going to feel after the swing yeah and you could and, and his right foot is the one that's messed up and it was the one in the bunker yeah and you could see as soon as he swung he got off of it and was hopping around just on his left foot to try to protect that thing it's just it is what it is and it's uh it's just not it's not gonna happen and if it does i'll tell you i was wrong but i'm tell i'm i'm but it's, it's, I'm, it's I'm still a, cool I'm to see him. Exactly. I'm glad he's there. Absolutely. And, glad and, he's there. And I'm not saying he can't make the cut. No, I, that's what he I said would be a cut. successful weekend if he can make the cut. And we see him wearing red on Sunday. I'm good with that. All right, we'll be back to wrap it up here on a Garrison F Financial Friday. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Got a little text from our resident uh, realtor out on the links already. 
Tyler, Western Oklahoma Realty, out on the links. With my with with old T Bone, my old cousin Trey. Look like they were on number four, right of the fairway, I might add. And if they were on number six, guess what? They were right of that fairway too. Yeah, I saw, hey, a, the, lot hey, the fairway, I saw a lot of foliage in that picture. A lot of trees. Yeah, a lot of trees. Yeah. Hey, hey, that fairway is where they mow it closer, where you want to hit it out of. <laughs> if you boys didn't know. Appreciate the pick, though. It's awesome. Send it to us on the text line. Glad somebody's enjoying the beautiful morning. Enjoying this good Friday. Good Friday. What's what's on your what's on tap for you over the Easter weekend, Jerry? Uh, not a lot. Um, a lot of family time. I think um, we're going to go to the Easter egg hunt. On Saturday, and uh, the, oh, what do you sorry like a like a town wide Easter egg uh, over at Canute okay. over at Canute the Canute Park, um, the Lions Club does a great does a great job with it. They give away some prizes, and they said at least by their flyer says the prizes are bigger than ever. So we'll we'll go check that. Oh, out. By golly, we'll find Let's out. Let's find out, <laughs> shall we? Although Katie, my nine year old's kind of over. It's like, do I have to do it? Because you can do it, ten and. 10, 10 year olds and, lo- and younger, right? And they, they sh- separate it by d- age division and all that stuff. And she's kind of like, oh, whatever, Dad. I'm like, hey, come on. Goes, but, Dad, last year my candy had ants on them. I'm not blaming anybody here. But, like, well, you have a chance to win the prizes. Look, it says right here in the flyer, bigger than ever. Anyways, we'll do that. Girls have really been bugging me. They want to go see the Mario movie, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I don't know if we'll have time, but we'll see if we can go do that. Not a lot. And then, you know, hopefully spend a lot. My plan is, I hope, if there's free time, just if the weather does what it's supposed to be, it'd be really nice, set my back porch and watch a lot of Masters if they're playing. Well, how about you? Yeah, that's what's going to stink when it's perfect weather here and they're not going to be out on the, yeah. on the course at Augusta. Because how many times is it terrible here and you look and you're just like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah. Because it's nice in, in Georgia, but. <clears throat> uh, lots of things uh, alumni weekend over at Sayre right Sayre National we talked about it Monday there's all kinds of stuff going on uh, this weekend horse race tonight uh, the, the alumni tournament tomorrow the alumni bash Saturday night ten dollars for a um, wristband to, to, to be there to listen to the Dean Jackson band if you guys have forgotten what we, we talked about on Monday with Jay Manning uh, 21 and up that's one thing about that because there's you know it's at the at the clubhouse oh, and i barely make it <clears throat> i can go though i barely there's chances yeah. there but uh a lot of that and you know and then a lot of family time church obviously on sunday um and i've got some hams to cook to take to my sister's house uh, tomorrow uh, so there's lots and lots of fun stuff uh, going on over there and so it'll be uh it'll be a good weekend people coming to this evening i, I am inspired by your egg dying uh party that you're having so you know how it, she, you know it, how kara's doing it this time no, we, we changed it seems like every year sometimes it's just the dye like you're used to with the cups sure we've done this one before and and we're gonna try it again so what you do is you get whipped cream okay and then you and then you put some food coloring in the whipped cream different colors you kind of mix that in and then you put your egg in there and you kind of roll it around and that's how you dye the eggs that's interesting do you have to put gloves on or are you you I'm not actually dyeing the eggs, Jared, but I would okay. if I was a child, I would not want to have gloves on because I'd be wanting to be licking the cool whip off of the oh, I was just wondering if the if the color would seep onto your hands. Probably. But know. isn't that the point? Yeah. Yeah. Katie was asking me last night, asking us, when are we gonna dye eggs? I mean now I don't know. Because we have farm fresh eggs, so they're brown. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have to buy some be kinda weird. Yeah. To buy some yeah, white I, eggs. I saw <laughs> former Big Elk head coach and, and current Clinton Red Tornado head coach uh, Lucian Bliss. Yeah, I saw him at, at Walmart yesterday, the day before. It was the day before uh, when we were buying the eggs to die. Yeah, and he was like, "Whoa, high roller there!" Because I had the whole box, <laughs> like of uh, two and a half dozen. Yeah, it, or it's more than that. It's five dozen, I guess. Anyway, he was like. Dang, dude, that radio paying big time walking out of there with the, with the box of eggs. That's I thought that good. was pretty funny. Uh, and, you know, you need eggs afterwards, too. But Well, uh, yeah. You yeah. <clears throat> so, anyhow. I uh, might make time for that. That's pretty good. See if I can find a way to watch the Dallas Mavericks game and and die some eggs tonight. Yep, root against the Mavs. That's right. You know, sometimes Easter weekend falls 
with the final four. It didn't happen this time, but sometimes that happens to where you get the, you get both of those events. Yep. And then when you get both of those, you'll never get both those in the Masters, so it's not possible. Never mind. I'm going to stop right there. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Everybody have a great Easter. Remember why we're celebrating. Yes. Uh, no doubt. And, and what, what uh, had to transpire in order for us to be here and be able to celebrate these things. And afterwards Absolutely. as well, even more importantly. Absolutely. Everyone have a, a wonderful, good Friday, Easter weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Live from Sarah National. Right. Maybe even Masters on. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back goodbye. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.